Holy Spirit, we we love you and we honor you tonight. Just wait upon you. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Give us a greater understanding, a spiritual wisdom, and understanding that we would know you more. Fill us with the fullness of your grace and of your wisdom and of your mercy. Fill us. Fill us. As we were worshiping, I heard the Lord say, Set your course. set your course now and I just felt like it's this determine how you're going to move now we are in a time where things are getting more and more busy more and more crazy (laughs) it was like pre-COVID was at one speed and then we had kind of that COVID time and everything kind of got shut down and moved at a much slower pace. And then it's like things are ramping up, but they're going way beyond the speed that we were at before. It's like we weren't designed for this speed. What it's doing, what I feel like it's doing is it's, if we don't set our course on the things of the Lord and the things that he has, if we don't say, here are the things that I'm going to do. These are gonna be my priorities in life. I'm gonna set my time aside to spend with the Lord. I'm gonna make it a priority when the Lord stirs something in my heart for someone maybe on the street that as I'm walking down or driving or going to my next meeting or doing whatever I'm doing, that I'm gonna stop I'm going to listen and I'm going to move. I'm going to move in and and love on that person, share Jesus with them, pray over them, bless them. But I thank you for the opportunities we have day in and day out to impact the lives around us. Give us eyes to see the the impact that we're having when we touch somebody else's life. That there's a ripple effect that that can last for eternity. But I pray that you would set our course. That there would be things on a daily basis that we hold so dearly that never get missed that our time with you, it's top priority. There's nothing greater than the time we get to spend in your presence. David reminds us of that in Psalm 27. One thing I ask, one thing I desire, that I would remain in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. But may we long for that dwelling place to be in your presence. May there be nothing of this world that takes us away from that. No business activity, no work activity, no fire, no stress, no worries. It would take us out of that time that we get to spend in your presence with you. May we long for that. It's where we get that spiritual understanding. It's where we we align our hearts with yours. It's where you give us downloads of wisdom. You open our eyes to see things that we haven't seen before in a new light. That we would walk by faith and not by sight.
Lord, help us to breathe you in. Every morning as we wake up throughout the day, every night that our eyes are on you. Lord, I thank you that you satisfy every need when we're in that place of being in your presence. You meet our every need. So we thank you, Lord. We just bless your name tonight. scripture I've been in and I'm just going to it's in Isaiah 30 and it says this it says in repentance and rest is your salvation and in quietness and trust is your strength I wasn't even going to mention it tonight I just got up here and the Lord just it just like stirred my spirit in that that verse again I think there's a quietness and a trust there's a that we would just be silent. Listen for His voice. Because there's a lot of voices. There's a lot of chaos, busyness, people telling us what we should be doing, how we should be doing things. It's in the quietness, though, that we hear His voice. It's not in the chaos. It's not when we're thinking of all the other things, when, we're, when our mind is going a million different directions. It's when we can calm our mind, when there's a peace that guards our heart and our mind in Christ. He gives us that peace by His Spirit. And it's out of that peace that then there's a trust. Then there's that faith that we walk into. And it's a strength. He gives us this strength when we walk in that. Not just trust isn't a mindset, it's an actual, it's an action. We step into trust. We walk in trust. We walk in faith. We walk by faith. Thank you, Lord. Amen. It's been in a lot of conversations today just about things that are shifting right now and where the Lord is taking us and what we're seeing in these times. There's the prophetic words, the uh, kind of pastors across this region are seeing. And uh, I just want to reiterate something. It's not going to, I don't think it'll be a focus, but well, it'll kind of be the focus. The, uh, there was a word that the Lord gave me back in 2020 about the about boats, and uh, and I think it's just I look at it as a, a vehicle, and there are boats that that we have created over time, and that we have gotten really comfortable in. And I, I use boats as kind of like it's the like we're kind of on the the waves of the sea, and and it's. We're going through life, and we're in these boats that we've made, and it's because it's it's what kind of helps us to uh, stay afloat. And uh, Marcus kind of spoke to this about there's a, there's an upgrade that the Lord is is giving us in this time. And uh, I wrote an email. <laughs> I didn't go out till like 20 minutes before the service, so. If you read it, you probably shouldn't have because you're probably driving. <laughs> but, uh, but I just I, I talk about the, the, I was using the iPhone as an example and, and what's happened over the last 15 years. iPhones came out, the first iPhone came out in 2007. And, uh, and it was like the most amazing thing. And everybody was like, oh, this is awesome. This kind of new technology, all these things that the iPhone can do is so simple. It works so well. And, uh, and then over the next 15 years, we've seen uh, multiple upgrades to the iPhone. I think the newest one is the iPhone 13. By the way, I don't use an iPhone because it's 
of the devil. It has a has an apple on the back, I think, that you don't want a bite of that apple. So, no. <laughs> I hope you, I don't, you, no one has an Apple iPhone, I'm sure, in here. <laughs> um, no, I, I have a Samsung. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> I know most people have an iPhone. But there's the iPhone, I believe, 13 right now. And we're looking at, Andrew and I were looking at this, and the technology of the iPhone has, has increased exponentially uh, from the very first iPhone to the 13 that we have now to it's well over a thousand times as powerful as the first iPhone. And so we're looking at that as if you were to have the equivalent of an iPhone 13 today, you would need to buy like a couple thousand iPhones to have the same power that one little phone has. So it's what we've seen is this, this radical shift and these, these, these upgrades that are happening. And, and I feel like the, it, it's the same thing in the spiritual realm is that um, I was seeing this, that, that like there's the early church and, uh, and a lot of times we look back to the early church and we go, wow, that was amazing and we need to go back to that. And, <clears throat> and in some things, in some ways we do. We need to get back to, kind of to the grassroots. But, but there, there has been spiritual wisdom and understanding of exponential measures from that time to the time we're in now. And there are upgrades that we have the ability to, to like, to get, in a sense, spiritual upgrades, to walk in a greater understanding of, of what the Lord has for us. And, and it's, there's this increase of knowledge in the earth. There's a, the, I mean, it talks about it in different ways. The latter glory will be greater than the formal glory. Um, there's Ephesians that talks about just where Paul prays for us, and he says, Lord, I pray that they would have a spiritual wisdom and understanding He's asking for those upgrades because there's, there's the ability to have a greater understanding. Jesus says that, <clears throat> he says this in, in uh, John um, 15. And it, it just kind of hit us today as I was just writing this and we were going through this. And he says, You'll be, you're my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because servants, a servant does not know his master's business. And then he says, I've called you friends. Catch this. For everything I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. These are the words of Jesus talking to us. Everything that, I, that has been made known to me by my Father, I have made known to you. Now, I would put that in the tense of we have not received the fullness of the knowledge but it is there available to us to, to gain a grasp and a hold of. And these are these upgrades I feel like he's, he's calling us up, kind of like when he called John up in, in Revelation, come up here. I want to give you an upgrade and give you a different perspective and have you have an, this, this wisdom and this knowledge and this understanding that's going to take you to a different level. And... And I, and I think a lot of the church, this is where I see a lot of the church is still operating in, in the kind of the version one boat, <laughs> the, the first iPhone. And if you were to have that original iPhone right now, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do anything. It would drive you nuts. You'd be like, what's going on? <laughs> because it doesn't, it doesn't operate um, with the capacity that is needed in the world that we're in today. And I feel like the Lord's like, there is, there is greater wisdom and understanding and spiritual upgrades that the Lord wants to give us for the seasons and the times that we're in right now. And, and it's going to require, though, that we kind of step out of these comfortable boats that we're in and the, the operating platform that we've been in. It's like there's a reset button that has to be hit when you, even when you just do an upgrade on your phone, it has to shut down in order to get the upgrade, right? You can't continue to use it. You actually have to wait a couple 
you know, a minute or two, which everyone's like, oh, <laughs> I can't be on my phone. <laughs> uh, but I feel like that's what this is, is it's like sometimes it's that waiting upon the Lord. We're, we're pressing into him. It's in the shutdown that he begins, he begins to give us that spiritual upgrade. It's in those times of in his presence that we get we get the next, the, the greater understanding. And then we move out and we do uh, the amazing things that he has for us to do. And I was just, I was seeing just, like when, uh, when Jesus, when he walked on the water, I know we, we read about this, and, and, he, and Peter, Peter walks on water. I mean, this is crazy. He's like, Jesus, call me out. <laughs> And he walks on water and then, and then he sinks. But Jesus walks all the way out. He walks for like five miles on the water. And then he, he gets in the boat. And, and then it's cool. He gets in the boat in the middle of the sea. And then it says, and instantly they're there. I think we kind of, we don't even see that part. It's like, not only did he walk on water, he gets in a boat. And then literally they go from the middle of the sea to shore. In a moment's time. Like there's some just miraculous things that, that we go, well, that's crazy. And I, I was just saying, like, Jesus, this is not in the Bible to, to, for Jesus to show off. And he, he's not really a show off. He's not about, look at me, look what I did. I got to tell you about this time I walked on water. That's not what Jesus is doing. And, but I don't think sometimes we capture, like, what he's trying to show us in these stories and he says in John 14, he says, greater things will you do than I've done. How many of us have walked on water? Anyone? I'm not talking like two inches of water. <laughs> but there's a mindset even in that that we kind of go tilt, right? Like, ah, that, that doesn't really happen. Where we pray and we see God, you know, heal a cold or... Uh, you know, a headache or something, and we we can believe in that and those things. Like we can see those things, and God, yeah, we. But to walk on water is like it's it's just it's an upgrade. It takes an upgrade. It takes it takes a different position. And the other one that I've seen and I wrote in there is just about the 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 fish and the loaves. And uh, I was talking to a pastor today, um, and he was telling me about uh, a time they were doing a, just an outreach. And I can't remember, he said, I can, uh, there were 600 children. They were out doing this outreach. There were 600 children that needed uh, backpacks. Dan, you might know this. You might have been there for this. Uh, yeah, I think you, you were probably out there for this one. This is Pastor Randy that was telling the story. And there, there's these 600 children that need backpacks. And uh, they only had like... 150 backpacks or something. They didn't. They didn't have near the number of backpacks. And so all these kids were there, and they're like, "What are we gonna do?" And, um, and they said, "Well, let's just start handing out backpacks." Every single one of those 600 children received a backpack, and there were three left over, <laughs> which is just crazy. And. Uh, and he was saying that, that this, that one incident had such an impact on, those li on the lives of those people uh, that, it, I mean, it just, it, it changed the way they did ministry from that moment forward. There was an upgrade that was given in that time because all of a sudden they saw something in a new way that they, they had read about in the Bible, but it, until you actually... It's like sometimes you have to experience it, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, did that really just happen? We, we were, I was just at, the, at a restaurant with another pastor, and um, this young lady, or this, this lady came up who, uh, who had arthritis in both her knees really bad, and she said she was on painkillers, but in a lot of pain. And, and there was this other young lady that, that was, uh, she was working there, and I knew her, she, uh, she's, uh, she's like 18 years old, and she was just, she was working there. She's a Christian, and, and I called her over, and I said, hey, I want you to help pray for, for this lady. And, uh, and we got to pray for her. 
And uh, and this this lady, by the way, was not a is not a believer. She's uh, Hindu, but just this sweet lady. And I've gotten to know her a little bit as I go to this restaurant. And uh, and uh, we prayed over her, and it was the coolest thing. Uh, prayed over the first time, and she's like, "Well, thank you. No, everything still you know it still hurts, but uh, maybe the Lord will." You know, God, Jesus will heal it because I kept saying Jesus is going to heal it. He's the one that's going to heal. And I and and we stayed in that moment. And uh, and I said, I I'm gonna we're gonna do this again. And I just asked the Lord, What do you want to do? And He said, Just have her put her hands out and call on my name, call on the name of Jesus. I'm thinking, Well, she's Hindu, but okay. And I just said, Hey, uh, will you put your hands out and call on the name of Jesus? And she did. She's like, Okay. Jesus, and I said, Jesus, come, touch her now, show her your love, and heal her. And uh, she goes, thank you so much. And she, in, in Hindu, she's Indian. She's like, I'm not going to try to do the accent, but she's like, thank you. And uh, but I said, no, you have to check it out. Just check your knees now. Check them again. After she had just checked them, and she's like, no, they still hurt. And she checks them, and she goes, I'm confused. I'm really confused. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> There's no pain. I don't understand. And I was like, that's Jesus. He just healed your knees completely. And she's doing all these things. And she keeps going, I'm confused. <laughs> and uh, and it, it just blew, it blew her mind. Because it's something that, it's an upgrade now to see, oh, this is who Jesus is. This is what he can do. And after that, that lady left, we prayed over her, and she left, and we got to share just Jesus with her. And, and the young 18-year-old who's a believer, she came up, and she said this. She goes, I really needed that. I needed to see that. And I believe there's just there's this time that we're in right now where the Lord's like, I need you to see what I'm doing. I need you to have ears to hear and eyes to see. Because I'm shifting your mindset. And we have to get out of the comfort zone that we've been in. And the, just the, the way we think God's going to do things. And realize that he's, he's, he's always upgrading. He's always increasing in his power. He's, Acts 2 talks about it. It says in the last days. It says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and men will see visions, and old men will have dreams. This, we're in these times where there is a greater outpouring of His presence, but it requires a shift in the things that we're doing. And if we stay with, if we, I'll use the iPhone, if we stay with the version one iPhone, and I'm like, and I know people that, like, they get comfortable even and I hate to equate this, but it's usually older people, I know, that are like, I don't want any change. I'm good with what I have. Not all the time. I mean, but I, I have people that I'm close to that they're stubborn in their ways because they're comfortable in their ways. <laughs> Hey, you're calling yourself out back there. Don't you? <laughs> uh, but, but, and I think that the reason is, is as, as I'm getting older in my age, I can feel that as well, that there's this like, no, I'm comfortable with this because I know it. And, and the Lord's like, he's taken us beyond the things that we know into the unknown. When Peter stepped out of the boat, this was the unknown. And I can't even imagine what the other disciples were thinking. Or like when they're like, dude, he's walking on water. <laughs> like, and, and I go, it's crazy that no one else got out. But I think that there was this, like, even though they saw it, they still couldn't get out of the boat. I, I, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, oh, if I saw Peter doing it, I'd be like, Jesus, call me out. <laughs> I want to walk on the water. I want to do what you're doing. And, uh, and then, he, you know, he looks at the waves and he begins to sink. And so there is this, there's this unbelief that, that we can step into in, 
in these in in our daily life that actually I feel like they hinder us from the greater things that God wants to do in this season. The moment we step into an unbelief, if I would have prayed over that young that lady uh, that that had the knees and and just had this place of unbelief, like you're not going to do it, I don't think she would have been healed. There, but I. I had this, even as I prayed for her, like, I'm just like, Lord, you're going to do this. And I told her, I said, watch what the Lord's going to do right now. He's going to heal your knees. I didn't say, I'm going to pray for you. And boy, I hope he does something. No. I said, you're going to, he's going to heal your knees. I'm praying for you. His love is good. And he's going to heal your knees. Now, every time I pray, does God heal? No. Does that, does that change my my willingness and my mindset to, to know, I, I still know he heals. I still know that he's, he can do it. And I still go after it every time. And I see him do it too many times to not believe. But there are moments that I'm like, oh, he didn't do it. And I don't know why. Um, I will say sometimes I'll pray and I've realized like, oh, I, I went about that my way. And it was almost like I, I, I went through well, this is how it's worked in the past. And it's the same thing. It's that boat where even in healing, it's amazing how people study the way Jesus healed. But the whole point was is that he healed in a different way every time. So we get in the mindset of, well, if I pray the way I've prayed before, they're going to get healed. And when I do it that way, they don't get healed. And so what I realize sometimes is, that's almost a form of manipulation with God that I'm going, oh, if I'm going to do this and it's worked. It's like a, it's a, you know, like an equation. And if I just do the equation, then God does the work. And what he's looking for is you to press into him, see what he's already wanting to do and the way he wants to do it, and then just, and then step into it. And sometimes it's, it takes like that, that extra push and we could, where we could have stopped, we could have prayed for her, that lady, the first time. And she's like, oh, thank you for praying, but it didn't work. And I'm like, no, Lord, what is it? What do we need to do? We didn't, we weren't listening to you. We, we, we just kind of went into prayer. But this time we're going to say, give me the upgrade. Show me what, what we're supposed to see, the way we're supposed to do this. And then he goes, this is what I want. Have her call on my name. Have her call out to me. It's not about us praying. It's about her calling out to, the, to Jesus and watch what I do for her. Amen. I want to I just, we got some time here, uh, 20 minutes or so. I just want us to, to pray. Um, I feel like we just need, we need to ask his grace that we can step out of our boats in this season. The things that the Lord is uh, is calling us out. I, I can tell you he's calling people out of their boats right now. He's calling us out of our, our, our safety zone, our comfortable places. He wants to give us upgrades. He wants to take us to that next level. Not just so that we can go, wow, God, we love to see your kind of the tricks that you do or something. No, he wants to have us have amazing impact on this earth while we're here. That we would do things greater than him. That's his heart. But he's looking for those that are going to partner with him. He's looking for those that are going to walk in humility and that are going to abide so closely with him. Those are two critical pieces of walking in that greater authority, of having that, the, those upgrades. It's that, I've talked about it, but it's like the, the greater promotion you have in the kingdom, the lower you go. It's less about us, it's more about him. And uh, yeah, it's what he's calling us into. So do this, but just put your hands out. This is just going to be just the sign of just surrender for us in this time. We're going to just ask him for an upgrade. We're going to ask him for that greater spiritual wisdom and understanding right now to see things as he sees them, to have the greater knowledge. 
I'm actually going to just go to Colossians 1. I just... Thank you, Lord. Actually, let me say this. If we don't, here's what I feel, is in this season that we're in, the, the waves are getting bigger. And so the boats that we have, even though they work for today, they will not work for tomorrow. It's, it's you know, you get to that certain point, like if you had an iPhone 1 right now, it, it's, it doesn't even get serviced, right? You couldn't probably even turn it on. Like it just wouldn't work. None of the apps would work. Nothing even works any longer. It's dead. It would be functionless <laughs> uh, because it's not the time. 15 years ago, it would function. Today, it will not function. And the boats that we've been in, I believe we're coming upon a day very soon where they literally will not function. They're functioning today. But there's an invitation to step out, to upgrade, to get on the water, to learn to walk on the water now. Because when the boats do get crushed, and they will get crushed, what the Lord doesn't want is he doesn't want us in the water and crying out saying, Lord, just save me. He wants us walking on the water and doing the very things that he's called us to do in this next season. There's a preparation now for the days to come. If we, if we hear and heed his voice now, if we listen to his voice today and do not harden our hearts, there is a rest that he is going to bring us into. It's Hebrews 3 and 4. It says it over and over. It says it four times. But we need to hear his voice today. And he's calling us out of those boats. He's calling us out of those places. Let me say it again. I know I've just said it. I just feel like if we do not get out of the boats that we're comfortable in today, they will be crushed tomorrow. And we're going to be in a different place. Wishing that we would have stepped out of the boat when we did, learned to walk on the water, had that upgrade, instead of now we're, we're, we're in the water calling out to try to get help to get the, the life preserver so we can <laughs> hold on to that and try to get back to our feet again. He's giving us a grace now to step into the new. And it's different for everyone. I, we're even corporately, let me just say, even as a church, We've, we've, laid, we've put everything up. Everything's on the board. <laughs> and everything is up for grabs. We're saying, Lord, we're laying it all on the altar. We're putting everything on the altar. I'm looking at everything that I'm doing, the way I'm doing everything right now. And, and it's not that I'm just doing a reevaluation. I'm setting it on the altar right now. And we're saying, God, we, will, we are surrendering it all to you. And what... <laughs> What you want to take out, take out. What you want to shift, shift. And what you want to leave, leave. Because it's not about us. So I feel like you're going to even, from a, just a church standpoint, you're going to see things begin to shift. You're going to see some changes made. And it will not make sense. And there is, this is, the Lord has said this and reminded me over and over. And I've seen it even happen that there's a spirit of offense that can come in when things don't make sense. But if we heed his voice, if we listen to his voice, if we don't get offended because what things are changing, nobody likes change, but change is inevitable. It's the one thing that is inevitable and it's the one thing that we hate. But if we can hear his voice and we can be ahead of the curve, we're not going to get dislodged. We're not going to get off course. If we hear his voice, and then we walk by sight and we say, well, when I see it, then I'll go. Then what we're waiting is we're waiting for that boat to get crushed. And then we get out. And you'll still be saved. He'll still come out, pick you up and get you, get you out of the water and clean you up. But there's a better way. There's a way that we can actually be prepared, be in alignment and be effective in this next season versus being more of just kind of a, a uh, kind of an anchor or weight. Like, let's be those that are, that are engaged, fully engaged, prepared. We've got the armor on. We're, 
where our mindset is on him. He's moved us into the new ways. And, and when that happens, man, we're going to be, we're going to be ahead of the game. We're going to be there. Just a quick example that just came to mind is, is Kodak, uh, with their, uh, the film. When digital cameras started, it was like this, uh, this new thing, and people thought, now this thing is never going to take off. It'll never work. We're always going to have film. And then, sure enough, what happened? The digital side took off, and the, the film, basically, now it's just kind of cool to have film, like, you know, <laughs> an old camera or something, but nobody has film. Nobody, nobody you don't do exposed pictures any longer for the most part, unless you're a professional photographer, but uh, it, it's a complete shift that happened, and it happened in a short amount of time. But if they didn't get ahead of the eight, of the eight ball there, they, they, they lost out. They lost all their, their, their market share. Same thing happened with Blockbuster when Netflix came in. If you guys know, little tiny Netflix. I did a study on this in college, and uh, this little tiny company came in at uh, and said, hey, would you work with us, Blockbuster? And, they, and Blockbuster just laughed at him. And it was like just a matter of a couple years. Blockbuster thought, no way are they going to be anything. And things shifted overnight. And block, every Blockbuster went bankrupt. When it went under, they closed down. And, uh, and Netflix like skyrocketed well beyond uh, where where Blockbuster could ever, I mean, the ceiling of Blockbuster, they went way beyond Blockbuster. And I'm talking business, but the, it's these it's these shifts that, that happen that it, it's like there's this warning now, there's this plan now, get out now, get out of the boat now, shift into these new things. Blockbuster had the opportunity to buy Netflix and take that and, and run that at, at a pennies on the dollar of where they eventually went where they, their market share way out exceeded, way exceeded the Blockbuster. Uh, and then they went under. Blockbuster went under. So I just, all right, now put your hands out. Lord, I just ask right now. <laughs> I ask you to give us eyes to see. Lord, open our eyes that we would see the, the the boats that we're in that are that are going to get crushed. The things that we've gotten comfortable with today that are going to be gone tomorrow. Lord, that it's by your grace that you give us a wisdom and an understanding to step out of these things now and to operate in the new. That you're giving us upgrades so that we can stay ahead of the game here. That we can we can be in alignment with your plans and purposes and move into the things you've called us to move into. I pray for an awakening of your church awaken your church in this time the the boat and the the old wineskins that that we've operated in even here there's old wineskins that that need to shift that we go well they work today that's great but they will not work tomorrow Lord, give us eyes to see. And I pray for a boldness to step into these things. I pray that the fear of the Lord overtakes the fear of man. That, that we don't go, well, well, they're going to be upset if we do this. No, no, no. We move according to the voice of the Lord. We move according to his ways. And he sets us ahead of the curve. He sets us in the forefront so that we're taking territory. So, Lord, I thank you that you're bringing us into a new season. I thank you that you're, you're bringing us into new territory. We're no longer in the wilderness, but we're moving into this promised land that you have for us. Things are shifting. The man is going away. We're now going to eat of the land. It's a different mentality and a different mindset. Lord, teach us your ways in this season. In Zechariah, I think it's three. It says this. It says to Joshua, he says, if you will learn my ways and walk in my ways, you will have access into my courtroom and you will govern in my heavenly courts. Lord, we want to be those that govern in the heavenly courts. We want to be those that operate according to your kingdom and your ways now. 
We want to be those that when there's, when there's, a, uh, when there's water, it doesn't stop us. But we can walk on water. When we don't have everything we need to impact the people around us, you supply all our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You're the one who multiplies. You did it with the 4,000. You did it with the 5,000. I've heard stories from Heidi Baker where they've had like enough food to feed hundreds and there were thousands and they just started feeding and, and the food just kept coming and they never ran out of food. They fed thousands with what only could feed hundreds. Miraculous things that you're calling us into that go way beyond our own abilities, that, that we don't operate out of a mindset of, well, this is what we understand, but we walk by faith. Increase our faith in these times. To the great things, Lord, when, when there's someone missing a leg, why can't they be healed? Why would we back off from that and say, well, that's too big for us? Lord, that we would trust in you. Greater things will we do than things that you've done, Lord. That's your promise. Give us the upgrades, Lord, to walk closely with you, to walk in your ways, to see things the way you see them. Thank you, Lord. Father, with such clarity, you 
you have that for us. That is not something that we don't have access to. We have full access by the power of the Holy Spirit. So God, I just ask that you would help us to step into what you have purchased for us. You said it is finished, which means it's done. It is made available. It is ready for us to access. He has given us all spiritual blessings pouring down from the heavenly places. So Lord, we say we want all the spiritual blessings you have for us. And I just want to do this, Lord. I just confess, forgive me for any places that I've been apathetic toward this. We just ask you for forgiveness for apathy. We ask you for forgiveness for lukewarmness, Lord. We ask you for forgiveness, God, where those areas of our heart that, that we know that we've just been uh, a spirit of complacency, God, we say remove that from us in this season. Remove complacency from your church in this season. This is like a wet blanket the enemy has thrown on the Western church. Just apathy and spiritual complacency. God, we say no in the name of Jesus. We say no in this season in the name of Jesus to spiritual apathy and complacency. And Lord, in, as we repent for this, we just say redeem the time. Redeem the time. The days are evil in front of us. We ask you for redeeming the time. Restore years of complacency in a moment with spiritual vibrance, with spiritual fire, with spiritual reach. In Jesus' name. And I just have that picture of the Lord taking that wet blanket and throwing it off the church. Lord, we ask that you would do that. Jesus' name. Thank you, God. To that complacency, let me just, I was in Amos 5 and 6, and the Lord just was stirring me up in these. These are hard scriptures uh, where the, the Lord just kind of comes against those that uh, are not walking in his ways. And we know he's a gracious God. We know he's good, but he's also looking for a people that are going to walk in his ways. And uh, the complacency is—it's a spirit of complacency that I feel like it's over—it's over us. Like it, it's easy to come over us, and it can be over the church. And and uh, and it's like it, we get into this place of of comfortable. And hear these words. I'm just going to read the first part and the last part here. In Isaiah in Amos six, it says, "Woe to you who are complacent in Zion, and to you who feel secure on Mount." Uh, Samaria it says yeah he's talking about the men and I'm just going to jump down a few verses it says this it says you lie on beds inlaid with ivory and you lounge on your couches you dine on choice lambs and fatted calves and you strum away on your harps like David, and you improvise on musical instruments, and you drink wine by the bowlful, and you use the finest lotions, but you do not grieve over the ruin of Joseph. And therefore, you will be among the first to go into exile, and your feasting and your lounging will end. And I know we go, well, that's Old Testament. Well, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's, <laughs> his heart is the same. He's, he's, he's looking for a people that are going to capture his heart. And that what Marcus was praying for, when you talked about that intercession, I feel like that is so critically important. We can't just go in and assume we know what God wants to do and like, we have to inquire of the Lord constantly. And that's that place of intercession. What you're doing in intercession is you are getting his heart. You're, you're going into the throne room 
and you're getting his heart, you're getting his plans. But then, then there's the go. Like David says, better is one day in my house than a thousand elsewhere. He wanted to be in the, in the presence of the Lord all the time, but he was a king. And so he still had to operate as a king. So he would, he would be in the presence of the Lord, but he would go out and do the kingdom work. But his heart was so close to the Lord. Jesus says, we're kings. In First Peter, it says, you're kings and priests. We are, we are to be kings and priests. We are to go out and do the kingdom work. But we need to be in, that pres- in his presence as well, getting his heart, getting those upgrades. That's where we get the upgrades. And then we go out. And we do the work. We do the kingdom work. And I, that other verse that I just felt uh, tie into that is this. If you read, and I won't go through it all, but Isaiah 58 talks about this kind of, this fast that, that, that the, the church, in a sense, was moving into, the people were moving into. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's not the fast. It's not just a time to just, to kind of, it says, on this day of fasting, you do as you please. You exploit your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. And right before that, they're saying, look, we've humbled ourselves. and Haven't you noticed? Um, and, and the Lord says this, and I feel like this is just a reminder for us. He goes, is this not the fast that I have chosen? He's saying, this is, this is my heart. You want to fast? Do this. Loose the chains of injustice. Untie the cords of the yoke. Set the oppressed free. Break every yoke. Share your food with the hungry. Provide the poor homeless with shelter. When you see the naked, clothe them. When, do not turn away from your own flesh and blood. That's the fast that he has chosen for us, to actually to go out and make a difference in the lives of people. And, and Jesus makes it very clear. He's preach the gospel. Disciple those. Teach them my ways. Raise them up. Walk with them. Follow me and then have others follow you as you follow me. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And then what I love just right after that, I'm going to just finish with this. He says, when we do those things, this is where God's like, watch what I do. You want the upgrades? <laughs> Here they come. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. Then your healing will appear quickly. Your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. When you call, it says, and then you'll call and the Lord will answer. You're going to cry for help, and he will say, here am I. He says, when you do away with the yoke of oppression and with the pointing finger and the malicious talk, and you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry, and you satisfy the needs of the oppressed, your light will rise in the darkness, and your night will become like the noonday sun. The Lord will guide you always. And he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. And he will strengthen your frame. And you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. So, Lord, teach us your ways. Give us the upgrades. Lord, let us walk in the very things that you desire. Lord, I pray that we would be those that our hearts are so for the people around us as we love as you loved, as we lay down our lives for others. Lord, I thank you. This is, we're going after lives. It's the one thing that we can take with us. Open our eyes to see what you see. Give us the upgrades, the power and authority to walk in. And let us do your kingdom work in these days, in this time, in this amazing time, as you pour out your spirit like never before. Thank you, Jesus.
Second uh, Chronicles 16 um, has just been is stirring and stirring in me that God's looking, he's, he's searching to and fro, looking for those whose hearts are fully devoted to him. And that's what's been stirring most this time in my heart. So um, I just believe that there's a challenge that, um, you know, where we think our hearts might be fully devoted, that that word, the fully devoted, um, he's impressing that upon us uh, and challenging us and inviting us to that full devotion to him. So, Lord, um, just for myself, I just ask for forgiveness for where my heart is not fully devoted to you, God. And I stand on behalf of the church at large and ask for forgiveness where our hearts are not fully devoted to you. And, God, I'm asking that you give us that full devotion single-heartedness, God, in Jesus' name. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's 2 Chronicles 16. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully devoted to Him. That's that wholehearted devotion. Thank you, Lord. know wisdom Mike said do you have anything I wasn't going to share this but then Colossians 4 5 as, as Marcus started to release the redeeming of time that's exactly what was in this word from last year the Lord spoke to me after a dream and he said wisdom establishes acceleration and I went on a journey but hear me out wisdom has three ingredients it's time knowledge and experience people become wise over time right that's why older people more seasoned people have a little more wisdom experience the good and the bad right testimonies I always say I learned way more from doing it wrong than I ever learned from doing it right and then there's knowledge right that's this thing that's, just, that's knowledge there's a lot of it this is what Mike was talking about in his word today, John 15. All of the knowledge of Jesus that has been known to me, I'm making available to you. Think about that. How much knowledge do you think is in Jesus' head? I don't even think we've tapped into a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of 1% of the knowledge, right? One of the three ingredients for wisdom of the knowledge that's known to Jesus. How about experience? John 21, verse 25 says this about experience. He's talking about the testimonies of Jesus here, by the way. Jesus did many other things as well. It's the last verse of, of John. Jesus did many other things as well. Many other testimonies, experiences, right? If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written about the testimonies of Jesus, the experience, which leads us to time. We can add experience, we can add knowledge, but we can't add time. Even Matthew 6 says that, right? How many more of you, by worrying, will add another minute, hour, day to your life? But God can certainly, as Marcus just spoke, Colossians 4, 5, <laughs> God can certainly redeem time. And that's why I believe, even as the, word, uh, the Lord spoke this last year, I'm going to hit a couple of highlights and I want to pray. Colossians 4, 5 says, Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 says this, See then that you walked circumspectfully, not as fools, but as wise, as the wise, as wisdom, redeeming the time. 
because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand that the will of the Lord, what the Lord, what the will of the Lord is. Why is all this? Because time is short. 1 Corinthians 7:29. But this I say, brethren, the time is short, for the form of the world is passing away. We're in a zone of acceleration, guys. These are the Kairos moments where God just says, okay, there's this chronological line and we've been on a steady pace. And then there's moments when he accelerates certain things or pours out his spirit. It says that his storehouses of heaven are limitless. And he says, I'll pour my spirit out. That spirit that he's pouring out is actually going to accelerate some things. A couple more notes from what I wrote last year. When man was finally able to break through the sound barrier, the result of the ability to fly at a much higher velocity, to get, a, to, get to places much faster, and to accomplish more in a shorter amount of time than ever before. The speed of sound is the distance traveled per unit time by a sound wave as it propagates through the elastic medium. 343 meters per second is the sound of time. Anybody have a guess of what the sound of, or the speed of light is? That's, that's the speed of sound. What about the speed? We, we broke the sound barrier, right? At one moment, traveled that. But what's the speed of light? So what is the speed of light? Put simply, light moves at incredible speeds and is the fastest moving thing in the universe. Its speed is considered a constant and an unbreakable barrier and is used as a means of measuring distance. But just how fast does, does light travel? Light travels at a constant speed of 1.07 billion kilometers per hour. That works out to 299,792,000 miles per second, or about 670,616,000 miles per hour. I'll put this into perspective. At the sound, or at the speed of light, you could go around the earth 7.5 times in one second. Just digest that for a second. <laughs> when you're in an airplane, John flies a lot of airplanes and travels a lot. When you go around the earth, it would take you 50 hours to get all the way around, two days to get all the way around the earth in fi at 500 miles per hour, which is about the average speed of a, of a, of a jet. I find it interesting as my last revelation of many other things. I found it interesting that the first words God used in creating this realm of existence, light that is, let there be light in Genesis 1-3. Lord, I thank you that we're in a time of acceleration. I don't know if we're moving at the speed of light, but God, or the, or, or the, or the speed of sound, but God, I know that you've accelerated things in the earth in this moment. God, we may have thought that we missed it. We may have thought that time passed us by. But God, you're the God of redemption and you're redeeming time. You're hyper accelerating the things that may have gotten passed over that we may not have seen, Lord. I thank you that you bring them back to remembrance in this hour, Lord, in this moment. We just say, yes, Lord. We just say, yes, Lord, to your acceleration in the earth in this hour. I thank you, God, for the Kairos moment that we're in, the accelerated Kairos moments that we're in. You look and you see, you see outside of time and space, Lord. You see the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end, Lord. 
I thank you for the most exciting time in all history to be alive in a time of acceleration, Lord, in your spirit. We just say yes, we're all in. Whether moving at a snail's pace or the speed of sound or the speed of light, Lord, we just say yes. We say yes to your eyes that go to and fro throughout the earth, looking for those that would just come into an agreement in partnership with you, Lord, and saying yes. So we say yes, Lord. Just say yes. Just raise your hand and say, I say yes, Lord. I say yes, Lord. I just say yes, Lord. 